As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? How you doing? This is Naron Tillman. It's another episode of Walking Victory Sunday Service. And I'm your host, and I'm excited about being able to share with you what God has put in our hearts. And this is our first Bible study for this venture. And um, we're going to be talking about theology. So our first few lessons, we're going to be covering theology. We're going to ask the question, what is theology? Um, who should study theology? Who's responsible for theological studies? Um, is it me? Is it as an individual? Am I, is all responsibility on my pastor? Is all responsibility on my bishop or my organization or my denomination? Who's responsible for theology? And then um, we're going to pose over the next few weeks, why is theology important? So when we hear the word theology, um, it comes, the, the root of the word ology, suffix, is the study of. So we know that theology is the study of something, but what is theology the study of? Um, theo, or theo, is the root word God. So theology is the study of God. But when we talk about the study of God, why is studying God important? And then how can we pursue in this study? And then who should pursue in this particular study? Because we understand when we talk about science, um, theology used to be looked upon as a science, uh, as one of the high sciences. Most of our universities um, stemmed from theological seminaries. They were theologists. They, they theology um, universities, and then they veered off when secularism became popular into more of a secular pursuit. And theology became more of a religious study as opposed to being viewed as a high science. So what is theology? And, and where do we find the content 
um, to make this study necessary. So for those who are Christian, um, the theological splinter as we speak is broken off into so many sections and sects that we almost have to go back to the formality of where we began our pursuit of this science. Theology being the study of God should give the theologian somewhat of an understanding of who God is. So my question, next question is, who is this theologian? Who, who are those that pursue it? Um, the late R.C. Sproul wrote in his book, What's in the Bible? Um, and he poses the question, who should study theology? And he answers the question that we're all theologians. Every one of us is theologians, but only some of us are good at it. We're all theologians. Who should pursue theology? If you're in any kind of uh, religious relationship with God, and notice I use the term religious relationship. If you're any, in any type of religious relationship, you are a theologian. Being a theologian does not mean that you're good at it. It just means that you're doing it. The moment that you start to study a thing, you become a part of the essence of it. So who should pursue theology? Every believer, and again, I'm using the theology in its broad term, every believer in whatever belief that you have, which is centered around God, should pursue after their knowledge concerning who God is. When we narrow theology in the context by which we study our Christian faith, every theologian should understand the scriptures. The source of the theological context comes from scripture. There is no other book that gives us keen insight concerning who God is outside of scripture. And this is why it's important. It's important because it is fuel for the faith when we understand who God is in his proper context. Then we can dispel some of the things that attempt to attack our faith. Like fear and anxiety. Like pop culture. Like heresies. These things pop up by design to kill the seed of God's understanding towards us and our understanding and pursuit towards him. So what is theology? Theology is the study of God. 
who should pursue it. We are all theologians. And why is it important? It's important because the content fuels our faith. For proof text, we're going to look at today, 2 Timothy 15. Um, this is Paul's letter to his son, Timothy, son in the ministry. And it's his second letter. So it's the second Timothy 2 and 5, 15. And it reads thus, study to show yourself approved unto God. The theologian, we are not to prove ourselves to our pastors. And we have reduced the study of theology to denominationalism by which we feel it necessary to prove to those in our hierarchy that we have an understanding of scripture text. So we're not studying to deepen our awareness about God. We're studying some of us to heighten our position in our local assemblies. If you're a part of the denomination, some your pastors may give you a track to study. So when we're talking about being, being um, studying and understanding theology, we're talking past our denomination. And Paul, at this time, there was no denomination. There was only the Old Testament scriptures and these texts that were being written at the time from a Torah understanding. Paul, this Jewish man, is writing to Timothy, and he says, study to show yourself approved. Not to man, but to God. He's removing the context by which one would approach God with man in mind. And he's removing the mediator, even himself, and he's saying, you study to prove yourself to God. The theologian has a responsibility to their faith to prove their understanding to God. So the first thing that I would write down is, I am a theologian. You are a theologian. The second thing that you need to understand is that your study is not unto man, but your study is unto God. Your study is not unto man, but your study is unto God. And the third thing that you need to understand, and it's not in this text, and will heighten this is that we have separated the theological pursuit from a spiritual pursuit meaning we have said if i'm going to be a theologian then i'll spend more time in study than i will in prayer or vice versa if i'm going to I want to highlight my spiritual gifts. So if I'm going to be spiritually gifted, I will highlight my time 
in prayer and absurd my necessity to study. But in order to be balanced, there has to be an equal balance. So we should not strengthen our left arm and leave our right arm to become weak. If you have a hard time studying theology, then these Bible studies are for you. If you just want a little platform and a little um, way to understand some of these complex but necessary concepts, then, then these studies will be for you. And they're not just going to be complex because there's some simplicity in our study. And the simplicity comes as such as developing a prayer life. But notice he says to Paul, I mean to, to Timothy, again, 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show yourself approved, a workman that needed not to be ashamed. When you don't study, you become the gosh theologian sophomoric in your responses to the critical questions that people might have concerning your faith. When we leave study to our preachers, what we are saying in return is that we reject the scriptures and its command to us to prove ourselves to God. If I want to be proven to anyone, I should want to be proven to God. And two, we run the risk of shame. We don't we don't want to be ashamed. We don't we don't want to speak without knowledge. We, we don't want to pursue God without any type of context concerning who he is. We don't, we don't want to be in prayer, praying for things that he's already promised. We, we, we don't want to bear witness that's false. We, we don't want to be guilty of, 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 of spreading soiled seed. We don't, we don't want to be non-profitable in our faith. So we don't want to be ashamed. So the theologian now has a responsibility not to be ashamed. Uh, uh, he has a responsibility to become approved by God, a responsibility um, that not to become ashamed. And then he uses the term rightly dividing the word of truth. Rightly divide. To rightly divide, the theologian now um, becomes the master craftsman who uh, is called into the surgical room. If you are sick and you need surgery, you don't want anyone who has not studied to cut on you. You, you. you don't want anyone who has not studied to open you up. You want someone who has been uh, proven so that there won't be shame. In, in the modern context of shame, it ends in lawsuits. So as a theologian, as one who studies the word of God, we have not just the responsibility to study, to show ourselves approved, but we have a responsibility to rightly cut the word up. And this rightly divide leads into what 
we um, call systematic theology. Systematic theology. Systematics divides the word into small bite concepts that we could understand who God is and what he's saying to his people and how he is saying it. it is the theologian who does not handle Old Testament scripture and try to modernize it in a uh, traditional way. It's the theologian who understands that when God is speaking to Israel, he's speaking to Israel. The theologian understands that when God is speaking to his church, he's speaking to his church. It is the theologian who knows how to distinguish between law and grace. And this comes over years of study and none of us will get it all together in one pursuit. So to rightly divide the word takes time. Rightly divide takes three things and I will write this down. To rightly divide, I must first start from a grammatical context. What, what is the language of the Bible saying? What, what is, am, is, am I reading Hebrew? Am I reading Aramaic? Am I reading Latin? Am I reading Greek? Knowing how to decipher the words helps to put us on a roadmap to rightly divide. The second thing is historical context. How can I hear the word of God and keep it in its historical context? Language history and then it's literal context and we'll use um, Matthew when we start to dive into a literal context understanding of the Bible we'll use Matthew 24 when we start to talk about the historical context we'll, we'll look at some of the language that um, Paul speaks on concerning um, the book of Rome and Jesus in a historical context when he says before Abraham I, I am and, and just as in Noah day how he ties in the history of the Israeli people and the scriptures constantly says this was done that the scriptures might be fulfilled and then when we talk about language we'll look at some of the, the classical understanding of how language has changed over um, the course of time and what, what happened in, in some eras during the Bible. Um, and this will be a bit controversial, but it'll be better for our understanding. And um, finally, and this is not in our systematics, but we want to come and approach the scriptures with a zero-based thinking. Pastor Tillman, what do you mean by zero-based thinking? I, I know that we have our favorite preachers and we have our favorite um, theologians and, and all of that. But when I say zero-based thinking is try to come with, not to argue, but try to come with an open mind. And if I'm wrong in some of my teachings, I'll come back and, and recant. I'm not to the place where I have not made theological mistakes, but we are rightly divided and we are sharpening our iron together. So when we go through these studies, we're going to go through 
with the mindset that we're going to build one another. This is not a denominational thing. This is not, um, this is my church's one ministries in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, but this is not just for us. This is for all believers and non-believers alike um, because we want to hear your voice. I need you to subscribe so that you won't miss a lesson. Um, subscribe now on whatever platform you're listening to. I need you to share it. And then you can email us, Tillman at oneministries.church. You can email us your concerns. You can email us your questions. If you're looking at this, you can inbox me. I'm on Facebook at Neron Tillman or at One Ministries. And we look forward to hearing from you and we look forward to building together. Um, next week, we'll dive into uh, what it means to rightly divide the word. God bless you and have a good day. Father God, we thank you for allowing us to come together in prayer, come together and study, knowing that we cannot study without your presence. And we ask, O oh Lord, that you would touch everyone that has heard and touch everyone that will grow with us as we walk in victory together. Be blessed. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.